Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. In a previous program, the one before the last, I spoke about the most dangerous man in the world. Now, he has not made his appearance to this time. His identity is a mystery. No, I'm not the most dangerous man in the world. I may be hated by some trivial handful of people, but as far as if you choose to cast your votes for this prominent politician, this prominent political leader, this prominent regime dictator, you will be mistaken. No matter how (laughs) terrible various individuals are, none of them qualify. I'm going to spend the latter portion of this program on the most dangerous man in the world. But as way of lead up to that, going to be speaking of some other things that pertain directly to the regime that is coming, which will simply be the most fearful, terrible regime there's ever been and will be worldwide. We'll enjoy worldwide hegemony, which has been the <laughs> the dream, the lust, the bloodlust, the blood passion of so very, very many dictators and so forth down through the ages. But what is currently going on here in the United States of America? Now, the reason I focus with reference to that is because even though what's going on in the United States of America impacts the world, it is also impacted by the rest of the world. It is influenced by the rest of the world in some respects much more prominently by the nations of the so-called free world. And in other respects, much more prominently by regimes such as those of communist China, Putin's Russian Federation, the Islamist regimes, and so forth. But what is going on in this nation right now? I'm not talking about the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, which is worldwide. But speaking of this blacktivism, you know, Blackout Tuesday, Black Lives Matter, namely Black Lives Matter most, (laughs) that is what that is code for, and so forth, that is being pushed so hard, so prominently, by the entertainment industry and by the former media elites. I say former because even though they are still the media elites, they do not enjoy the monopoly that they did not that long ago. But this race narrative that is being 
promoted, promulgated so heavily that is, in fact, operating in an echo chamber. And none dare oppose it. (laughs) It is a lie through and through. And it's fascinating that what it has taken decades for the left to attempt to accomplish via global warming, global climate change, and other such fear tactics. And what has been accomplished in a very brief period of time via the pandemic is being accomplished by a very, very, very tiny sample set of triggering incidents. One of those in which one man has been charged with second-degree murder. Second-degree murder. Now, that may seem like an appropriate charge, you know, to you. But if you compare and contrast the circumstances of what took place with the most vicious, ruthless, sadistic, monstrous, premeditated murders that have been committed in places like New York State that are automatically only charged with second-degree murder. And then, oftentimes, pled down from that. It does seem just a trifle, again, out of balance, shall we say. But, as I mentioned in an earlier program, I gave an example of a terrible incident in which a woman who was drunk out of her mind crashed her vehicle into an SUV at a traffic intersection in Southern California. The result of that was that three teenagers died and one was critically burned. And the woman has been sentenced to a minimum of 51 years in prison. This is a mother who has three children a woman who is 29 years of age, I believe. Was she at fault? Absolutely. But contrast that with another incident in Southern California, which I gave you, which was of a woman of color who is an attorney who committed hit-and-run of a nanny who was walking a baby in a stroller in an intersection across the street there in Southern California. And that woman, if I remember correctly, it happened in the last several years, she received all of, I don't know, somewhere between one and three days in jail and probation. That's right. 
between one and three days in jail and probation. But she's an African-American woman, you know, being terribly oppressed here in this nation, right? And she got nothing. And meanwhile, this woman, this mother, gets a minimum of 51 years in prison. For something that she did while she was drunk. But, and she pled for mercy. So what, right? But she apologized profusely, to put it mildly. And what she said, frankly, was compelling. But again... So what? She was responsible for the deaths of three young people who were on spring break and critically burning this other teenager in this terrible collision that was her fault. But again, just a matter of what about the equality of justice? There is none. There is none. And for those who insist that, oh, that's right, there is no equality of justice because the black people, they are terribly shafted and oppressed and what have you, that is a lie. Now, as far as why, I'm going to digress further for a moment here. As far as why law enforcement personnel who are under attack (laughs) in major metropolitan areas, under attack from gangsters, black gangbangers, and others, Mexican, Hispanic, Latina, cartels, and what have you. All manner of different semi-organized, non-organized or organized crime, why they should perhaps have some bias against men of color. Well, guess what? Contrary to what the leftist, the supremely leftist media and supremely leftist entertainment industry would have us believe, there is a grossly disproportionate amount of vicious, violent crime committed by men of color. It's not a matter of funny accounting. It's not a matter of government-sponsored terrorism of black people. Nothing of the kind. Instead, it is simply a matter of this grossly disproportionate amount of violence committed by them. And you can trace that back to many things, no doubt. Make all kinds of excuses. 
Take it back to LBJ's great society and the welfare state and so many children raised by single mothers and many other things. And you will find that there are elements of truth and there are aspects that are rooted in these things. Certainly, the drug trade has had a great deal to do with it. But the terrible influence that has been visited upon this nation by cultural phenomena that have come from these places, namely ghetto rap and hip-hop, violent, vicious, ruthless, degrading, violence-inciting sounds and profanity, obscenity, blasphemy, and so forth. But but this movement, you know, like the million-man mugging of decades ago, this movement, is being spurred by the left in accord with their consistent policy and practice of race-baiting, of using the race card, of whipping up mobs, mob violence. Democrat Politics 101 has always been about segmenting society. Pitting races one against another. Oh no, that's the Republicans that do that. No, that is the Democrat Party that has enslaved the black vote and the Jewish vote. As disparate as those two would seemingly be, in terms of overall, overarching education and what have you. But leftism precedes socialism. I know that seems ridiculous, right? But it's true. Socialism dates back to when? Really, you know, when is it that socialism dates back to? Principally 20th century, but all the way back to the 19th century. But leftism, it goes back to the 18th century and before. And it has always been rooted in class warfare. Class warfare, race warfare, and what have you. Always. And it has always demonstrated monstrous, murderous violence. It's in the very DNA of leftism. 
And as I've mentioned before, believe it or not, communism and fascism are just two wings of socialism. But again, leftism predates socialism. But what's taking place right now is also, in addition to being just a continuation of this march of revolution, of just a violent, violent, terrible revolution, culture wars that have been continuing for centuries with the intent, the goal of bringing down all free government and all government that does not submit to one supreme evil regime. But in addition to that, There is the little matter of the upcoming elections. Elections which are less than five months away. Elections for President of the United States of America and his VP and what have you. Elections for United States Senate. Elections for United States House of Representatives. Elections for governorships across the nation and for state senators and state representatives and judges and city councils and mayors and what have you. And if you imagine that that does not influence what is currently going on, you're missing something. There is this focus on the very, very short term, on the very near term, not just this quarter, which is what so much of business has been focused on for decade upon decade upon decade upon decade, but on these next five months, less than five months, with the objective of obtaining favorable results so that a short time following that they may secure power and then use that power, exploit that power to further their ultimate long-term agenda. Not just them, these people individually, but those of the movement of leftism which has existed for centuries. The United States is not the only nation in the world that has political races at this time, at this juncture. It is not the only nation in the world where there are 
political stakes on the calendar. No. But it does appear most prominently. Here in the United States of America, we have federal intelligence agencies. 17, if I'm not mistaken. 17. We have armed law enforcement agencies at the federal level, state, municipal, county, what have you. Myriad agencies. Now, there has been a movement within these agencies, these intelligence agencies, these armed law enforcement agencies, the same as there has been in the military. This movement has been going on for decades, and it has been dedicated to subverting all of them, packing them, with people who do not believe in God, have no regard for the Bible, nor for the United States Constitution and the Founding Fathers, at the least, at the minimum, but preferably who despise God and Christ, despise the Bible, despise the Constitution and the Founding Fathers, like so very many elected officials elected representatives, elected senators, and elected presidents have. But not to mention elected judges and appointed judges. But above all else, while there has been this initiative to subvert and corrupt and pervert the intelligence community, the armed law enforcement agencies, the military. There has been focus most specific on the command ranks, the higher ranking positions. You know, like having a director of central intelligence who is Muslim, right? under Barack Hussein Obama, that sort of thing. Why is that, do you imagine? Really, you know, what is the reason for it? It's very simple. Very simple. It's so these agencies... will see to it their, their personnel blindly, violently obey immoral, unconstitutional, evil orders against United States citizens, particularly against those of faith in Jesus Christ and God Almighty. Very important. This is in keeping with what takes place in every communist regime. What takes place in 
every fascist regime. What takes place in every Islamist regime. It's totally consistent. But, again, this is, in a way, related to the presidential race because if the results are agreeable to the left, then they will be able to use these agencies to their end directly as compared to merely (laughs) indirectly influencing them. Before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs, is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy, that is on me, that is due to me, that is my fault. But what of this most dangerous man in the world? Again, does it have to be a man? Yes, it does, because of what is written in the Holy Bible. But what of this most dangerous man? You know, I have opined that in my view, my imperfect view, my imperfect perception and deduction and what have you, that this most dangerous man and his cohorts will come to power, will rise to power within the next 10 years at the outside. (laughs) But If that's true, how is it possible that we don't even know the identity of this man yet? How is that possible? Let alone of his accomplices, his cohorts. Well, again, (laughs) looking back at the program before the last program, Would a woman be capable of this role? The most dangerous person in the world? Yes. However, it just so happens that this person is a man of sorts. A sodomite man. And again, with regard to the intelligence agencies... The armed law enforcement agencies, the military. It may seem strange, let me digress. It may seem strange for me to specify armed law enforcement agencies. 
in the UK, in Great Britain, the overwhelming majority of the police force are not armed. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. (laughs) But they do have armed units and so forth. But And I'll digress further to just give an example of the idiocy of that. One outstanding man, a commander with the police force in Chicago, he was attending a special high-ranking meeting. He came out of that and witnessed an altercation and a man of color, you know, one of the downtrodden men of color, unlike the men of color in Africa, right, in the Middle East and so forth, where they they just have it so much better, you know. This man was running, was being chased, but it just so happened that this commander was closer, nearer to this man. And he chased after him. And this man entered a building that was dark. I don't know if it was empty, deserted, what was the situation, but he ran up the stairs and this police commander followed him in pursuit. This police commander had a firearm in a holster. He left it in the holster. He had a set of handcuffs. And he tried to do the British thing. Why would he do that? Why would he try to take this man, this violent criminal, felon, why would he try to take him physically, without a weapon, try to cuff him with handcuffs. But that's what he tried to do. And as a result, he was murdered. It just so happens that this man of color was wearing body armor. So <laughs> he probably would have succeeded anyway. But the commander never removed his gun from his holster. Whereas this man shot him seven times or something. Oh, but my. And that commander was white. Oh, terrible, pervasive, government-sponsored racism. According to Hollywood. According to the entertainment industry. According to the media elites. There are a great many police and law enforcement personnel that are intimidated and, dare I say, cowed into such behaviors by how extremely pervasively leftism is rife throughout law enforcement and so forth. Contrary to the narrative from the left. They just keep beating their drums with their lies. Pounding them in. 
the same way they have the sodomite agenda, the same way they have the abortion agenda, and so forth. All the ardent, strident feminism and what have you. But back to this little matter of the most dangerous man in the world. As I've said before, concerning this person, the Holy Bible makes it clear that he is a sodomite, that he is a descendant, at least, if not a clone, of the worst of the worst emperors of the Grecian Roman Empire. But how is it possible that his identity is unknown if he is going to rise to power within the next 10 years at the latest? How is that possible? Well, it could be that I'm just totally off, you know, Maybe he isn't going to rise to power for another 50 years, 60 years, 100 years, right? Lots of luck with that one. But his rise will be preceded by the rise of 10 who are described as kings. Not only described by the word or the name or the title of kings, but it is specified that they shall wear crowns, which really does indicate they are, in fact, kings. It doesn't mean they are descendants of current royalty, royal families, you know, the remnants of royal families in Europe and UK and so forth. It doesn't necessarily mean that, but seemingly they will be kings. But their identity is unknown. How is it possible for those 10 and then this other one to rise to power without being prominent right now on the world stage? How is that possible? How is it? Well, it's mysterious to say the least. However, with kings, with emperors, historically, it has been something less than uncommon for them to rise to power incredibly swiftly. Still, you would think that their identities would be known, that they would be recognized as waiting in the wings, as being prospective kings, right? (laughs) Of course, we don't have any real traditional monarchies anymore to speak of. You might find, you know, one here, one there in Asia, so forth, but for the most part. They are relics, constitutional monarchies and so forth, democratic monarchies and what have you, but powerless monarchies, ceremonial monarchies. 
But how is it that none of these people are known as powerful leaders already? If they're going to seize world power within the next 10 years or less. Again, I could just be off, you know, on my, on my timing there. Maybe they won't be empowered for 20 years. I just personally believe it will be less than 10. But how can it be that these people would not at least be very prominent? Well, it's mysterious. But then there are no powerful monarchies now. Even where there are absolute monarchies, they're not powerful on the world stage. But you see, there is coming regime change. And the pandemic plays directly into that. All of these wonderful government reactions and lockdowns. All of the cessation of the appearance of freedoms and rights. The most basic, elemental freedoms and rights. It has paved the way for sweeping regime change. for violent revolution from the left. Even as leftist political leaders have led the way in abridging basic freedoms and rights from citizenry by executive orders, by fiat, and so forth. It's just fascinating, really, how these champions of democracy, champions of freedom, champions of liberty are, in point of fact, the greatest enemies of freedom and liberty. Contrary to the narratives that they tell. But, These 10 kings, leaders, whatever you want to think of them as, they will rise to power together like a graduating class in immediate time proximity with one another. And they will have shared values, if you can call them values. They will be joined figuratively at the hip. They will join arms figuratively. And they will submit their power to this other leader who rises after them. Even though three of them will apparently displease that leader and be deposed seemingly violently. By him, but what about him? 
He's described he and his regime as being the most violent, most terrible, most monstrous, murderous, heinous regime that has ever existed. And that is saying something. Again, in light of how monstrously murderous the Chinese communist regime has been. Numero uno for mass murder. Followed by the Soviet Union. Followed by Hitler's Nazi Third Reich. But even though this coming leader shall rule and reign over a regime that shall be the most monstrous, heinously murderous, satanic, Satan-worshipping regime, worldwide regime that the world has ever known, despite that, he will not come to power violently, even though he shall depose three of these other leaders at some point in time. He shall not rise to power by violence. How do you like them apples? He will come in quietly. He will achieve power peacefully. Peacefully. He shall make use of great powers that are not his. This is a remarkable thing. You know, <laughs> people just don't don't compute that. That it just that doesn't add up. Does it? You know, if you think of some terrible, evil despot coming to power, how do you think, how do you imagine that they come to power? Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, Pol Pot, Ho Chi Minh, Idi Amin. Gaddafi, and so forth. How do they come to power? Don't they come to power by violence? You know, so many kings and rulers have come to power through violence, but it's not always the way. Adolf Hitler did it politically, didn't he? Now he used violence, he used vicious propaganda and violence to take power, to gain power, and then to expand it, take power, seize power, expand his power, multiply his power. But this most terrible ruler 
is going to come in peaceably. He will take over. Peaceably. Peacefully. Promising peace. 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 And there was no peace. It reminds me again of something that I've mentioned before very recently. A statement by the Director General of who? Of the World Health Organization. Tedros Erhanam Ghebreyesus, who spoke of the importance of building national unity and global solidarity. Quote, building national unity and global solidarity, unquote. But that was for the purpose of suppressing the coronavirus everywhere in the world. For a very limited end, you know. (laughs) A benevolent purpose. National unity which again does not mean unity within any given nation, but a unity between nations. International unity. Global solidarity. All joined together in the pursuit of a common goal. A common good, the greater good, right? Well, the table is set. The stage is set. For these ten kings, or whatever they are, to rise to power. And then, to be succeeded swiftly by this other king, emperor, ruler, monster. What are some of the tools that will be used? Propaganda, indoctrination, social engineering, behavior modification, enslavement, terror, terror. You know, Lenin was a great proponent of that. That the failure to use enough terror would result in failure. (laughs) But again, for a most monstrous regime that unlike any that has preceded it shall succeed in enslaving the entire world. For the leader of that to gain power peacefully, peaceably, by peace, using flattery, charm offenses, craft, spycraft, witchcraft, And so forth. Conspiracy. Oh, we don't believe in conspiracies. 
conspiracy, deceit, lies. He shall seek to and accomplish changing the times and the laws, subverting and overthrowing the laws, instituting evil laws. Well, we're well on the way to that. (laughs) There has been a great deal of progress, if you want to call it, in that regard. Paving the way for this one. He shall supplant the truth with lies. Again, this has been going on for ages. The left has been hard at work doing this for not just decades, but centuries. And again, he shall supplant all righteous laws, constitutions, and laws with evil laws. And he shall wield great power that is not his. How is that possible? Oh, I don't know. How about being in charge of the U.N., Secretary General or not? How about wielding the forces of NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization? How about that for peace, right? Treaty Organization, NATO. And all of the armed forces of all of the nations that are under the control of these ten Kings who precede him. Again, it doesn't speak of this depending on the communist Chinese regime or Putin's Russian Federation or the Islamist regimes. It doesn't preclude them, but it doesn't speak of them. It doesn't address them. He shall single-mindedly seek to destroy and annihilate all servants of God, otherwise known as saints, holy people. This is limited to Christians, chiefly. But he shall cast a bigger net than that, a wider net than that to include Jews, some Jews anyway. And shall succeed in destroying enormous numbers before he is ultimately defeated and overthrown by whom? By God Almighty. But the most impossible thing of all is that the last free nation standing before being destroyed by him, overthrown by him, shall be tiny Israel, the modern state of Israel. These things are very fast approaching. And this current dust-up here in the United States of America 
is just one tiny piece in this puzzle. Those who are in charge of the media elites, of the entertainment industry, of the Democrat Party, and so forth. They are wielding power via propaganda, indoctrination, seeking to accomplish behavior modification focused on the young, principally the young, but including everybody else. Fascinating, really. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you. Thank you.